Now, I'm going to ask that you pray for me. That God will use this word this morning to minister to all of us. You see, when I minister a message, it's just not for you, okay? It's for me as well. And um, God will give me these messages. And as he gives me these messages, that I share them to you, but they're also for me as well. And so let's pray that God will use this word to do something in us. That the word will come alive in us. That a spirit will leap inside of us as it did, you know, Elizabeth, whenever uh, Mary met Elizabeth uh, for the first time. And she, uh, John the Baptist leaped inside of her for the excitement that God, that, that Mary was there in her presence. And, and, and that's what I want something to happen in us. I, I want the spirit of God to leap in you this morning of excitement, of wanting to do something special in your heart. Amen. So let's pray. Father. God, we come to you and we thank you so much, God, and thank you for this day that where we can dedicate our children to you. And God, we do pray blessings over uh, the ripples, God, and, and all their children, God, in that marriage and that family. But God, we do take time right now to pray for the word, that God, it's the word time. And, and God, I know that we shall know that truth, and the truth is what's going to make us free. And I pray that, God, that you will anoint me. I pray that, God, you will anoint my thoughts, anoint my, anoint my lips, God, as I open my mouth, that, God, that they will not be my words, but, God, they will be your words, Father. God, minister to all of us, God. Let this word, God, be life-changing today, God. Let it bring life into us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. and amen. Thank you, Pastor David. Thank you, buddy. Wow. Does it feel like it's like, um, what time is it? it? Does it feel like it's like, uh, you know, going on 9 o'clock this morning? Yeah. <laughs> how, how many struggle getting up? Be honest. Y'all struggle getting up this morning. Now, look, there's going to be some people come walking in this door in a little bit. Okay? Just, just, just don't say a thing. Don't say. They're going to come in, and they're going to look around. They're going to go, what just happened? That they're, they're the ones that forgot to put that clock, you know, pull it back. But, oh, well. I walked in the, my wife pulled her head out of the bathroom and said, oh, did you set this clock? I said, yeah, I said, honey. I said, it said it. I don't, would that scare you with something? Did you think it was wrong time or what? I'm sorry. I should have warned you I set that clock in there. But anyway, I didn't sleep all night. I was afraid I was going to oversleep. Y'all do that? I'm not, I'm just going to tell them I, I, I did not fall asleep. Denny, he, he said, it's time, to, it's time to be a holy roller this morning. Roll on over the bed, and when you roll over, go on back to sleep. Anyway, I don't know how I, it was just funny. Denny, he needs help. He needs prayer right now, but <laughs> I don't know when you, you like text me like at six in the morning. I'm like, oh gosh, are you kidding me? But I was up. I was ready for him, baby. I fired right back. Was it seven o'clock? <laughs> all right. We need to get in the word. Okay. Uh, we're here. You're here. Blessed be the Lord. We'll all adjust to this going in the middle of the week. Amen. All right. So here we go. Um, let's go to a scripture here. Uh, uh, the title of the message before, how sure are you? Now you'll see what that means here in just a moment. And I want to take you to this scripture here in Matthew chapter 17, verses 20. And we'll come back to that. Because we're going to talk about, I, I believe, a subject that many believers struggle with, including myself. We've all struggled with this. And so we're going to talk about it. And hopefully, as I was studying, God gave me three things that I believe that will help us understand what we're going to talk about. Now, here's going to be 
one of our key scriptures, but not the main one. But this is, this is like the secondary one. But let me read this one first. In Matthew 17, verses 20, we'll set this up. It says this, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, now that's pretty small, a little bit of faith, you can say to this mountain, now how many of you have some mountains this morning in your life? Some big battles, maybe some things you're facing right now. I believe we all got those things, but he says, you can say to this mountain, and I want you to put whatever it is that you're facing right there. I can say to this marriage, I can say to this addiction, I can say to this finances, I can say to this bondage of whatever you're, I can say to that, move from here to there, and it might move, it could move. No, it will move. That's a bold statement. It will move. And we're going to talk about this. And here's the beautiful part. And nothing will be impossible for you. So here's my question to us as a church this morning. And I question myself, how confident are you at trusting God with your faith? How are you sure, are you absolutely sure about yourself and that God will move that mountain in your life? Or are you a type of person that, that you've got to run to other people for a little bit of help, a little bit, I need a little help in this area of my life to, to really increase my faith, and, and you need those individuals? Or you are, are you a standalone guy? Are you a standalone gal? Now, you don't need anyone. You say, blessed be God. If God said it, amen, I'm going to believe it in Jesus' name. And if Jesus is all that I've got, Jesus will be all that I need. If you're that type of person, praise the Lord, right? But that's the place that we need to get to. That's the place that every believer needs to get to. But for whatever reason, it's very difficult for believers in this area to really truly trust God in the area of faith. And so, again, now you understand why I titled this message, this right here, How Sure Are You When It Comes to Your Faith in Serving the Lord? Or when it comes to your faith and believing for that big thing that you're, you're believing God to do in your life, that big mountain, that big obstacle that you're faced with. How sure are you? So my mission today is to get us sure without any doubt, that I'm sure, that I'm sure, that I'm sure that I'm going to believe that God's going to do that big thing in my life, and I'm not going to doubt it. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 now, and it says this. My OCD kicks in here. If it's not straight, it drives me bonkers. I, I, if I, no, I'm not going to say you that. You ever go to somebody's, I am going to say, you ever go to somebody's house and the picture's just a little bit crooked? Now, come on. How many of you, you're like, I hope they turn their head. I'm going to straighten that. <laughs> come on. How many of you do that? How many, how many of you just let it fly? You don't care. Okay. I don't know why I'm telling you that, but this TV's crooked. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> okay. Hebrews 1, 11 verses 1 says, now faith, because we're talking about faith. How sure are you? How confident are you in your faith in believing God for big things? Now watch. Now faith is being sure. 
Now, uh, by the way, I've got three versions of this, so I'm going to give you all three of them. Now, faith is being sure. This is the new uh, life version here. Faith is being sure we will get what we hope for. It's being sure of what we cannot see. So we can't see it, but we're sure we're going to believe it. Now, let's go to the next one here. In Hebrews 11, verses 1, this is in the New King James Version. It says it this way. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's actually two words. I'll break that down here in a minute. The evidence of things not seen. So in other words, it's the substance. My faith is the substance. This morning, when I walked on this platform, I didn't doubt it. I didn't go, oh, no, is it, am I going to bust through this platform? No. Below this carpet, there is Carl. He has put what we call a subfloor, okay? And, and so, and the stance, I'm standing on this platform right now. I'm not worried a bit. I know because Carl has built this, and I know that Carl has put all the material underneath of all this that I'm not going to bust through it, okay? But here's the thing. I can't see it. I don't know what's below me, but I know that there is substance below me. And because I know that, I know that I'm going to, that's the evidence that, that that's something I can't see. As a matter of fact, I got so much confidence, I could jump and I know I'm not going to bust through it. That's the kind of faith that I have in this platform, on this platform. Now let's go to the next version here, Hebrews 11 verses 1. Y'all get what I'm saying? Now, faith is confidence. You have confidence I got confidence I am not going to bust through this floor in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And so this is what faith is. Faith is, I have confidence this morning that I am not going to fall through this floor. And I have assurance that I'm not going to do it. And I can't see it, but I've got confidence. This is faith. And that's how that we work in, our air, in the area of our faith. Now, let me, let me ask you this question. Let's think about this this week. How many of you all... We all should have a bank account. How many's got bank account? Y'all got a bank account? All right. How many's got a savings account? Y'all got money in it? How many? Who's, who's got money in it? Who wish you had money in it? <laughs> okay. A, a bank account. Okay. I'm going to pick on somebody real quick. Uh, Don. Don. You all got a bank account? Okay. Um, I'm just going to ask you a few questions. Uh, do you got money in it? Okay. How do you know that? Did you tell him? Okay. Don is putting his faith in his wife here. Okay. I'm just going to go there. Right. Okay. So, but how, how, do you, how do you know you got money, though, in that bank account? Be, for real. I put it in there. You put it in there. Okay. Um, can you get it out anytime you want? How? I just go in there and say, I want the money. Okay. What about today? Can you get that money? Can you have access to that money today? Right now? A debit card. A debit card. What do you do with the debit card? So you can get it out with a debit card. So if you go eat lunch, do you have to go get the money first or can you use that to go eat lunch? I can use it to go eat lunch. You get, okay. So you got faith in something you can't even see. You can't see your money, but you got faith in that debit card. So that she's got faith to go to a machine if she needs cash right now and get cash. Or she don't have to go get the cash. She could just give the debit card to a restaurant and have faith that the money that she can't see is going to pay for her lunch. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? 
That's faith working and moving and operating, and we do it all the time. My wife, she went shopping yesterday. She don't know I know what store she went shopping in because I go looking in the bank account. And she went and bought some stuff. Now, I don't know what she bought, but here's one thing I do know about her. She keeps receipts. I don't keep receipts. And I learned my lesson the hard way. But she keeps receipts. Why? Because she knows the places that she buys the things that she's buying, that she's going to have faith <coughs> that if it's, a, if it's a clothing item or something else that she bought and it doesn't work out or it doesn't fit, she's got faith in those receipts <coughs> that she could take those receipts back and, and get, get her money back or exchange it for another item. You see, she can't see, but, but, but she's got faith in those receipts that that will happen. That's faith working and moving. Thank you, honey. <clears throat> now, that would have been faith if she would have just sat there and said, I got faith that he's no longer going to cough. I'm just going to trust he's not. No, she got up in reality and said, he needs water. <laughs> Thank you for just seeing it. But anyway, um, so, but that's faith. She has faith in those receipts. And so, um, but we, we work in that. And that's, that's our confidence that we have in those things. Now, how many of you ever buy stuff from Amazon? Can I just, I love Amazon. That is so awesome. Man, I can buy anything I want and it arrive at my door. I ordered something yesterday. I got a, I got a new laptop. And, and I, I needed a new power supply for it, not because I needed a new one. I just want two of them. I get tired of taking one around and lugging it off. And so I want one plugged in my wall at all times. When I get my laptop, I just plug it in. I, and I got one in my case that I bring to the office, and I could plug that to use it. I got two. I love that. I might go buy three and just leave one plugged in that wall back there. So I just said, but here's my point. When I placed that order yesterday, I don't have it yet, but they send you a receipt to your email, and it tells you the customer number. It tells you what you bought. It tells you how much you paid for it. I own it, but I don't have it yet. But yet they also give you a tracking number. I love those tracking numbers because you can follow your package, and it will tell you when it's going to arrive at your house. And so what are we doing? I am putting faith in Amazon that what I bought is going to arrive at my house on such and such day. Amen. You, that's faith. I don't see it, but it's happening. I don't see what's going. That's putting faith in that. And so here's my point this morning. Many believers today are putting more faith in Amazon and in receipts and in their bank accounts than they are God Almighty. They're putting more faith in those things because, look, God, but for whatever reason, we're not putting our faith in that. Let me put it this way. Many believers put more faith and assurance in the things of this world than they do God. And, and you know one thing? There's one thing I am for sure of. I'm sure that my God can heal me. I'm sure that my God can save me. And I'm not going to put more faith in Amazon than I am my God. But the problem is many believers do that. And the question is, why do we do that? Because here's the point I also want to make. If we could just see God the way that we see Amazon, we wouldn't have a problem with faith, would we? Isn't that good? Oh, man, I thought about that this way. I thought, man, <coughs> if we could just see God 
and treat God the same way we do with Amazon and our debit cards, we wouldn't have a problem with trusting God with our faith. But why do we do this? Why do we do it? I'm going to show you three things here of what I think could be the problem. Why we do that. Why, now, we, we just trust Amazon. We just trust our receipt. We just, we, we just put our faith in it. But for what, when it comes to our own life, when it's trusting God that is going to do and move the mountains in our life, for whatever reason, we struggle and we battle with it. So let me show you some things here. There's, there's three things that must come together or must come in line in order for us to be sure in our faith, okay? And you may never have thought about this before, but I want you to write these down because this has really resonated in my spirit, okay? And it's going to help you because it helped me as I was studying this. And the first one is this, that you have to understand if we're going to be sure of our faith, we know that we know, we don't question it, we know that that God's going to do this, here's what we have to do. Number one, you must be sure about God's will. God has a will. You need to be sure of that. I need to be sure of God's will. If we're going to take our faith to the next level, we just can't believe part of this word. We've got to believe all of the word. And see, that's the problem. When, when, when you get to parts in the Bible, well, you know, that was for them in the old days. What will happen is we'll read the word of God and, and we'll see things we like. Oh, that's good. I want that. I'll receive that. It's kind of like a smorgasbord. I don't want that. I'll take some of that. Oh, I'll take double of that, right? That's what we, we do the word of God, the same thing. But here, here's, here's the problem with that. This word of God is the same today as it was yesterday, as it will be forever. It's the infallible word of God. There's no mistakes in this. And so if the enemy can convince you that this word isn't completely, totally true, then you're going to be struggling with God's will. And if you struggle with God's will, you're going to struggle with your faith in God. Yes, You've got to understand God's will and be clear about that. And so um, God's will, I want to show you a few things. It is God's will to forgive you. Did you know that? It's also God's will to heal you. you. Oh, there's there's one of those smorgasbord ones right there. (laughs) Listen, God is an immutable God. God. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. God cannot change. It is not God's will for us to be sick. It's not God's will for us to even die. He didn't create us to die. He didn't create us to be sick. It's the but, but, but because of one man's sin entered into this world, death was passed upon all men. Sickness was passed upon all men. So listen, we have to understand that. You've got to understand God's will. Let me show you here. It is not God's will for you to walk around in sin, but, but he wants to forgive us of our sins. He wants to save us of our sins, but also he wants to also heal us of our diseases. Why? Psalms 103 verses two and three. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who what? Who forgives all your iniquities or all your sins. We can, we can trust that, but here's the hard one. Who heals all your diseases. Notice he puts those two together. That is the character of God. Well, well, wait a minute. Well, pa- well hold on. Pastor Gary, hang on. I get it. I understand. It is not God's will. I get it. Does people die? Yes. But it's not God's will. It was God's will that we live. Now, okay, here, let me show you another thing. It's God's will that we do live forever. Let me show you this one. It's found right here in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 9. It's his will. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but 
It's, but it's long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. It's not his will that we die, but that all should come to repentance. That's why we have John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He knows that, that man, we messed it up, so he's got to give us a way to live again. Understand that. It's God's will that we live forever. It's God's will to forgive us. It's God's will to heal us. And it's also God's will to meet our needs. Some of you this morning, he doesn't want you struggling. He wants to meet your needs. Watch this. (coughs) Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God shall supply some of them. I love these words, all. Are Are you catching it? All your need, not your want, I know there's a lot of people, I want, I want a red Corvette. No, God says, you just need a car. Take what I can get you real quick. Okay, I just need a reliable car. God's going to supply what you need, okay? And if you're really good, I don't know, maybe he'll give you what you want. I don't know, but anyway. But supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That is the will of God. And so if you don't know God's will, you're going to struggle with the assurance of God. You're going to struggle with believing by faith that God will do what he said he will do. You got to know his will. You got to understand his will. Now, let me show you this one. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, this is the confidence. There's that word again, confidence. We got to have confidence in our faith. We have in approaching God that if we ask anything. That goes along with all. I love that word again. If we ask anything according to what? His will. will, He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. That's God's will. It's God's will. It's God's will that we walk in victory. It's God's will that we walk in peace. It's God's will that we walk in freedom. It's God's will that we walk out of debt. It's God's will that you walk in health and wholeness. It's God's will, church. You got to receive that. If you can't receive that, you're going to struggle with having faith in God. You got to believe God's will. Well, now, Pastor Gary, hang on. Hang on now, Pastor Gary. Uh, Can I really know God's will? Well, sure you can. Let me show you how. You ready? Watch this one. You may never saw this one before. Romans 12, verses 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Think about that. If you're caught up in everything, you're not going to know God's will. You're going to know man's will. You're going to know what they want to do. It says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be what? Transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. And watch, here it is. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. (laughs) His good, pleasing, and perfect. You'll know what God's will is for your life. I love what uh, F.F. Bosworth said here, and I I found this this week, and it's so good. Faith begins when the will of God is known. Your faith is not going to rise if you don't know the will of God. And, And I asked God this week, I said, God, show me why people struggle so much with their faith. Well, the first way, and the first reason is because they don't know God's will. When you truly know that God doesn't want you to be sick, you'll trust him. When you truly know that God wants to save you of your sins, you'll trust him. When you truly know that God wants to supply you really, truly every need, you'll trust him. You'll have faith in him. 
You won't worry. You'll just trust and believe what God has to say. And God's will is found in his character. Again, God's character, he's a loving God. He's a kind God. He's a good God. All the time. He's a God that will supply. He's a God that, that, that is about life, not death. See, that goes against his character. He cannot, he cannot operate in evil. He can't operate in seeing his children suffer. He can't, he, can't, he can't operate that way. He can only give you what is good. Watch, in John 10, verses 10, we know the one who wants bad for us. It says the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. That's his plan. But let me show you God's will. God's will says, I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. He didn't say, I've come to, to wipe them out. Right. He didn't say, I come to watch them just suffer. No, he said, I come to give them life. And to give them life more abundant, that's God's will for our lives. We've got to tap into that and by faith say, God, I'm going to receive that. I'm going to receive that for my life. I'm going to receive that for my family. I'm going to receive that for my kids. I'm going to receive that over my workplace. I'm going to receive that over my entire life, everything that I do. I'm going to receive that, Father. That's faith. That's, that's, but I can't see it. But it works, okay? And that's just the first one that God showed me this week. And here's the second one. We must be sure about God's will. But the second one is this. If we're going to see our faith begin to be sure of, that, of, sure of it, if we're going to be sure of our faith, you must also be sure about God's promises. God has promises for us, church. God has promises in this word. And again, if you struggle with believing that this is the infallible word of God and that this, it's, it's the truth, nothing but the truth, so help me, my heavenly Father God, okay, it's his word, no mistakes in it. But if you struggle with that, you're going to struggle with the promises of God because every word was written for us as his promises, okay? Now, let's show you. Let's walk through here. And, and here's the thing about God. When God makes a promise, he can't lie. Oh, man, I love the, character, the, the, the characteristics of God. I love the attributes of God. If you ever want to get close to God, just study the attributes of God. It will draw you to him. God is a God that can't lie. When he makes a promise, he can't, he can't lie. He can't take it back. Watch, in Numbers 23, verses 19, God is not a man. He does not lie. Now let's go on to the next one here. And this is the mouthful. This is the good part. In Hebrews 6, verses 17 and 18, God also bound himself with an oath. He made an oath. And by the way, his attributes and his characteristics, he can't lie. And it's not going to change it so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure, there's that word again, in our faith, could be sure in our faith that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Isn't that good? And if he makes a promise, he's not going to lie. He's not going to take it back. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence. Again, there's that word, confidence, be sure of, as we hold to the hope that lies before us. God is a God who keeps his word. God is a God who cannot lie. How many of you ever had a person lie to you before? I have. How many of you had a company lie to you before? I have. I got good news. We're not serving the company. 
And we're not serving people. We're serving a God who cannot lie. And if God said it, it is a truth. If God said, I'm going to heal you, he'll heal you. If God said, I want to bless you, he will bless you. He can't lie. Because we serve a God who cannot lie. He always keeps his promises. I love this. I, was, I just want to throw this in here. Let's go to the next one here in Isaiah. Isaiah 41, verse 10. So do not fear, for I'm with you. That is a promise. God's with me. So it doesn't matter where you go today, God's with you. That is for all of us. I want you to put I, that's you. Okay, I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. He's your God. Not people, not the company, but he's your God. I will what? Strengthen you. That's a promise. He's going to give me the strength to get through any battle, anything that I'm facing, and will help you. I will uphold you. I'll lift you up with my righteous right hand. Those are promises from God. But you will struggle with that in your faith if you don't understand that God is a God who has a will and a good will for you, and God is a God who has promises for us. Amen. Praise the Lord. So if God said it, I got some good news. God's going to do it. And if the Word says it, then I'm going to believe it. I'm not going to waver from it. That's the reason why. Don't, don't, don't try to take me down a path and come up with your own theology or your own religion. It's not going to work with me because I know God's word. If it doesn't line up according to God's word, don't go there. Don't go there. Because trust me, oh man, I'm going to tell you something about life. Again, we just talked about people. People will lie to you. Every man's a liar, but God is the truth. God's word is the truth. And here, here's the thing. If, if you want someone to agree with you, you'll find them. They'll agree with you. I know it. I used to be a youth pastor. Those girls, I'd look at them, and I would see they were dating some guy that, that was going to drag them down the wrong path. And I thought, well, you know what? If the parents aren't going to tell them, I'm going to tell her. I said, dude, that, that guy that you're with is going is to take you down a path that's going to be bad. You need, to, you need to cut it off right now. But here's what she did. No, it's not. I love him and he loves me. <laughs> and then she gets with a group of other little girls that agrees with her. Well, you don't listen to him. Here's nothing wrong with him. It's going to be okay. And you know what? I had young ladies who went ahead and married him. And guess what? They've called me today and said, can you pray for us? I'm getting a divorce. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Listen, listen, we have to put our faith in God, in God's word, and trust God's word because every man would be a liar, and we got to trust in God's word. Now, because again, you'll find people to agree with you all day long, and they'll do it too. They will agree with you. I guarantee if I come up with some stupid theology, I'll find someone to agree with me. That's why I'm accountable for everything because I'm not, that's why I stick to the word. When I start not putting word up here, I'd find another place to go to church. <laughs> I would, because, I, listen, I have to stick with God's word. That's why I put so much word up. Well, you, can be, you put a lot of word up there every Sunday, Pastor. Well, hello, what else am I supposed to preach? I can, put my, I can put my opinions up here, but it gets me in trouble. Trust me, you guys laugh at me when I have my opinions, so I don't, <laughs> don't work that well. <laughs> so here we go. So number one, if our faith, we're going to be sure in our faith, we've got to be sure in God's will, and God's got a good will. We also got to be sure in God's promises, and he's got good promises for us, and they're awesome promises, and we have to trust those promises. Now, here's the third and final one. Now, Pastor David, I'm getting ready to wrap it up, brother. 
The third one is, if we're gonna be sure in our faith that you know that you know, that I'm sure, I'm sure with no doubt in my mind that God is gonna take care of me. I'm sure that God will bless our marriage. I'm sure that God's gonna financially bless us. I'm sure that God will help us get out of debt. I am sure, I'm confident in this. And it doesn't always happen automatically. And let's talk about that now. But we also, number three that I found out, we've gotta be sure about God's power. Can God do it? Yes, and God has the power to do it. And God can do it. Now, let me show you. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1. Now, faith is being sure (laughs) we will get what we hope for. What are you hoping for this morning? What are you hoping for? If you have faith, if you understand, have faith in God's will and understand that, and understand that God has promises, but God also has power. It is being sure of what we cannot see. So in other words, you are setting on something right now that was actually made by God Almighty, and you may not even know it. You see, the actual physical chair was made, the design was made by man. We could see that. But the very material that exists in it was made by God. You can't see that. God Almighty. That's what this is talking about. There's a spiritual rim that we've never seen before. And that's where God's power is working and moving behind the scenes that you'll never, ever be able to understand and ever be able to see. That's what that scripture says. It's being sure of we cannot see. In Hebrews 11, verses 3, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed that at God's command that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Did you just catch that? So in other words, we may see it, but, but, but it was created by something we can't see. It was created by God Almighty. God's power and work, he's working and moving behind the scenes and we don't even see it. How many remembers the message I preached about Daniel? Daniel prayed and fasted for 21 days. Nothing was happening. How many of you have been praying for something, believing God for something? Nothing's happening. Nothing happened for 21 days. But Gabriel finally shows up, the archangel, looks at Daniel and says, Daniel, oh my goodness, man, I've been in battling with these demons forever right now. And, and, but I heard your prayers and I finally broke through and I was able to break through and get to you finally. And there's some of you here today, you've been praying and you've been believing and you've been praying and believing. Don't stop because there's something supernatural going on in the spiritual right now. And God hears it, God sees it, and you may not see it, but that's faith working. I've still got faith to believe that God's still going to show up at the right time, at the right place. And so in other words, you, you have to be sure in the power in order to experience the power. If you don't believe it, you're not going to experience it. You know, I was sure and I believed when I got sick. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And it didn't happen overnight. But God finally came on the scene and God healed my body. He began to heal me. Listen, and, and I got a lot of people, and they'll say, well, Pastor Gary, I, you God created the universe. I believe. Okay, but I believe in the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> you believe in the Big Bang Theory? 
Okay, well, who banged the bang? Think about it. There had to be a trigger puller. You can't make something out of nothing. Okay, who banged that bang? Okay, let me put it this way. When you have a picture... When you got a, a big, beautiful portrait of a, somebody who painted a picture, you got to have a painter to get the picture. You got to have a designer to get the design. You got to have a banger to get the bang. You understand? Am I the only one that gets this? There has to, you can't create something out of nothing. There has to be a, a trigger puller somewhere. And I'm telling you, it is God Almighty. And you, but I I can't see it. If I can't see it, I'm not going to believe it. Well, hello, can you see your brain? (laughs) Think about that for a minute. Have you ever saw your brain? Have you ever saw your your mind? And you can't see it, but it's there. Well, I can't see it. I'm not going to believe it. Well, hello, you're going to live your entire life and never see your kidneys and die with them in your body and never get to see them. And they've just been going at it. Trust me, I know. <laughs> see, you don't want me to be preaching my theology. I'd be a mess. We'd all be a mess. So, but you understand what I'm saying? That's faith. I can't see what's going on in this body. This incredible temple that God has created. Man, all my organs, my heart, my lungs, I'll never be able to see them. But blessed be God, I've got faith. When I wake up, I get to breathe again that they're going to work. That's faith in Jesus. Oh, I get to to have faith that I got a stomach that I get to eat good food and it's going to fill up and I'm going to get fatter and, you know, but that's faith. But I'll never see it. I'll never see it. Again, look, you got to have a painter to have a painting. You got to have a designer to have a design. And you got to have a banger. You got to have a a trigger puller to have the bang. So I don't want to go there with people. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Are you really truly kidding? You just think you just boom. Oh, this is, you just. Yeah, you did come boom. It was God. It was God. Hebrews 11, verses 3. Let's read it again. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that, that, that can be seen. And you know the beautiful thing about God is when the spiritual finally touches the natural, we call that a miracle. <laughs> and look, stop stopping. Don't stop. Keep going, keep believing, keep praying, and let the supernatural finally show up. It may take 21 days like it did Daniel, but if it takes 21 days, I'm still going to believe. I'm still going to pray. If it takes six months, I'm still going to pray. I'm still going to believe. If it takes a year, I'm still going to pray. I'm still going to believe because I can't see it right now, but it's faith. I'm just going to believe it because God's word said it. I'm going to believe all of his promises. I'm going to believe it's his will, and I'm going to believe it's his power to heal my body whenever he wants to touch me. Amen. <laughs> That's faith. Faith is that substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If I don't see it, I'm not going to believe it. But go home and try to go to the go to the uh, go to a doctor and have him X-ray your brain. I don't know. <laughs> you might find out you might not have one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't see it. I don't believe in it. Listen, it's faith. 
A lot of things we don't see. I'm telling you, God's moving and God's working. So how can we be sure in our faith? We got to be sure in our faith. We got to understand and believe that God has a will. Come on, praise team, all of you. Number two, we got to be sure and believe that God has promises for us. And every promise is true. Every promise is yes and amen. And thirdly, we must be sure about God's power. God has the power. God's God's an omnipotent God. God has all power and God can't change. (laughs) And if he said he'll do it, God will do it. And God's moving, God's working. And though we may not see it, he's working. Now here's why I'm sure about putting my faith in Jesus. And I love the way Paul wrote it here. Paul said it this way in Romans 8, verses 11 through 22, and I'm done. He says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. That's his promise for you. That's his promise for me. We have great power that God has enabled us with if we want it. It's, a, it's access, okay? We have that greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler and authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things. Now here's what I love. For who? For who? For the benefit of of the church for the benefit for you, for my benefit. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to have faith. And if God promised that, I'm going to receive that. If it's in the word, I'm going to receive that. If God says that God wants to heal me, I'm going to receive that. If God wants to bless me, I'm going to receive that. I'm not going to doubt it. I'm sure. I'm going to be sure in that. If God wants to bless my family, I'm sure that he wants to bless my family. I'm sure that he wants to get me out of debt. I'm sure that he wants to get me out of bondage. I'm sure that he wants to set me free from any addiction that I may have in my body. Right now, God, you've got to be sure. How sure are you, church? How sh- are you putting more faith in Amazon or are you putting it in God? Amen. Look, he has a will. He has promises and he has power. And all we have to do by faith is believe it and not doubt it because you can't see it, but you know it's real. Amen. Watch for it, wait for it and see what God will do. Can you stand with me? Come on. Father God, I want to thank you this morning for your word. I want to thank you for your power. God, I want to thank you for that perfect will that God that you have for every one of us. God, I want to thank you for the promises. Every promise that's in the word of God is for us. God, never again are we going to doubt it, but God, we're going to put our faith, we're going to put our hope in you, in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you, God, for your power. That God, that you have the power to move the mountains right now, God. You have that power to move that, that, that stronghold in our life right now. In Jesus' mighty name. I don't know who you are, but there's some of you here that, that, that you're faced with a mountain, you're faced with a battle, and God says, put your faith in me, quit, quit trusting everything else right now. Be sure that you're sure that you're sure that, that I will take care of it. I will move that mountain, saith the Lord, right now in Jesus' name. If that's for you, what I want you to do, I want you to lift your hands right where you're at.